Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. The streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelly's keeps you in the Jersey, no. And welcome to Monday Night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelace, you and me till 11 o'clock tonight. we got so much to talk about. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Vinny Mad Dog Lopez is calling in at 9 o'clock. Talk about the 50th anniversary of Greetings from Asbury Park. He's got some great brew stories, both from them, the symposium that happened over the weekend. Uh, If you're a Springsteen fan, you're going to want to hang out for that. Go to nj1015.com, see my blog on the best steakhouses in Central Jersey. You deserve a good steak, and you're going to get one. All you got to do is uh, go to nj1015.com. But for now, the number is 1-800-283-101.5. The question, to conceal carry or not to conceal carry in New Jersey, where we have some of the most restrictive gun laws in the nation, and the U.S. Supreme Court decision uh, declared the concealed carry laws unconstitutional. How did New Jersey react by that? Governor Murphy came up with a whole bunch of new laws. And uh, today, a federal judge blocked those tougher New Jersey gun laws that the governor just signed. Here to discuss it with me is uh, Union County Senator John Bramnick. How you doing, my friend? Doing well. How about yourself, Steve? All right. This is serious now. Usually a New Jersey's funniest lawyer, but this strikes a chord with you. Tell me how you feel. Well, the Supreme Court made a decision, and it basically said that, you know, New Jersey and New York wouldn't give anyone concealed carry. So the Supreme Court of the United States said, you know, you really have to do it. Right. And then New Jersey passes a law that pretty much says you can't carry it anywhere. Yeah, we'll give you a permit. <laughs> but you can't use it. Anywhere. So the, and very rarely you see a district court like basically scold the state of New Jersey's legislature. They, the, the judge goes, they, well, you want to give me some arguments later? This is kind of what the defense was. And the judge goes, no, you're supposed to have those arguments before you pass the law. That that was the first thing the judge said. Right. And the judge basically said, this law is so bad that you wrote. It's so unconstitutional that we're not even going to enforce it. We're going to issue a temporary restraining order against this law. See, here's the problem. I'm a common sense gun guy. I don't believe in, you know, machine guns and AK. I don't believe in any of that. And you should have background checks. But when the Supreme Court says that you have to give a concealed carry uh, permit, and then the New Jersey says, yeah, here it is, but you can't use it. It's just it's that's not common sense. You have to write a law that's constitutional and the and the district court just threw it out. Out. Goodbye. It's hubris. It fries in the face. It's like a middle finger to the Supreme Court. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna make us do this, then we're gonna turn around and do that. We're gonna do the law but you can't carry you know, we're gonna write it but you can't carry it anywhere. Which One just other, flies in the face. It flies in the face. One other issue. So let's assume that before this law went into effect 
right. that a woman was being threatened by the husband and she was able to get a concealed carry, meaning that she met that incredible standard of imminent harm. This law took away that right that a this woman had before even the old law was in effect. So in essence, they, they took the gun away even from someone who proved to a superior court judge that they were under imminent threat of harm. So they went way too far, and that's the problem with government. It's extremist, and when you're extremist, even the courts go, nah, I'm sorry, that's, that's no good. It's almost like they take it personal. How dare you, you know, how dare you argue with what we want to do? And that's what this seems like. Instead of the state just going along with the federal government, going along with the concealed carry and finding a way to make it work, they just went completely, flew in the face of it. You know, again, by giving them the finger, this is what we're going to do. What they decided to do was do something that's political, because it probably polls well to pass a law that restricts concealed carry. So they looked at the polls, maybe 70 percent of New Jersey say, hey, you know, we don't want people carrying guns. So they pass this law quickly. But yes, politically, maybe it sells well in the polls, but it didn't sell well in the courts. I'll tell you that. The court basically was shocked on how unconstitutional uh, this bill was. And uh, from Matthew Platkin, we are disappointed by the court's ruling, which is inconsistent with the Second Amendment and will make New Jerseyans considerably less safe. I don't agree with that. But this temporary order is just that temporary. How do you feel about what, uh, what he just said? Well, he said what he had to do because, in essence, they passed a law that I believe they knew was unconstitutional, but it was good politics. So he's following up and supporting the political theory that people don't want you to have guns in the state of New Jersey. Unfortunately, the Supreme Court, and I said this on the floor, I said to the members, I said, look, you may not like this decision, but it's the law. So you can't just try to override the Supreme Court. But they continue to try to do that. So Matt Platkin, who I like personally, is just wrong on on this bill. And the bill is unconstitutional. Federal District Court just said that. I don't get the argument that is inconsistent with the Second Amendment and makes New Jerseyans less safe. When you look at the way we're forced to live now, you know, with the way police are being treated, if they do their jobs and the uh, more rights going to the criminals, how are we less safe if we're able to conceal and carry legally? Well, to me, it's the bad guys who got the guns. Right. And here's the other thing. Almost every crime using a gun in the state of New Jersey Never were any of those guns purchased in New Jersey, not one. So the problem's never been New Jersey. The problem is that there are states where you can buy a gun for any reason at any time and they bring them into New Jersey. That's a little bit of a problem. We've never had that problem, and there should be restrictions on who buys guns. But in certain states, there are none. So that's the real problem in the country. Otherwise, there wouldn't be any illegal guns in New Jersey if they weren't sold in other states. So how does this play out? It's unconstitutional. It's going to go to the Circuit Court of Appeals. It's going to be unconstitutional. If they take it to the Supreme Court, it's going to be unconstitutional. What they need to do is go back to the drawing board. And what I would support is training. I think people who carry guns need training. Right. They need serious background checks, right? And they need, you know, to find out whether they've, you know, they've been involved in crimes or you know, they have psychiatric problems. You know, those are the kind of things you do to protect the public. But you don't do it by over trying to override the Supreme Court and costing the state a lot of money to defend cases, defend a case that's just not defensible.
So they're not going to really be able to come up with anything. I mean, in the end, they're going to lose this, and they've got to prepare for how they're going to take that loss, no? Yeah, well, yeah, the Democratic majority is going to lose this. They're going to go back, and they're going to try to rewrite it, and then maybe they'll rewrite a bill that might pass constitutional mustard. But right now, it's not even a close call. Is there anything they could come up with that could make it pass constitutional mustard but give them what they want? But what they want is no guns. No guns, that's what I mean. And the Supreme Court already said that's out. So what they're going to try to do, I assume, it make it, you know, make the application process extremely difficult. And I don't have a problem with training. I really believe people carry guns. You should have a lot of training. So that's what I would support, and maybe that's what the Democrats will eventually do. All right, that's John Bramnick, Senator John Bramnick, 21st Legislative District. Are you going to be appearing anywhere? Catch a rising star February 10th, and I'm doing no gun jokes. I'm telling you that right now. Are you, is Vince going to be with you? He is, yes. Oh, my God. All right, I'm there. I'm there. Both you guys got to come on again. I'm looking forward to it. All right, my friend. See you soon. Senator John Bramnick, 21st Legislative District, 1-800-283-101.5. So the battle for concealed carry goes on in New Jersey. Would you like to be able to conceal carry in New Jersey? Uh, federal government says, yeah, you should. New Jersey governors say, no, you shouldn't. Where are you? 1-800-283-101.5. Are you looking for your dream home? Robert Tukansky of REMAX First Advantage can sell your home quickly, get you thousands of dollars more than you ever imagined, and quickly. Nicholas and Dawn wanted to sell their Jackson home and upgrade to a larger home. They accomplished both working with Rob and his team. The Jackson home was listed and sold only 10 days on the market and four showings for $262,000, which is $12,000 over the list price. Then Rob's team helped them find and purchase their new larger home on their timeline. Robert Dukansky has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. No, No worries if your situation changes. You can get out of the contract at any time. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com or Google robsellsnj. And then you start packing is fast traffic. Hereby, Mark Patrick Seminars. Join Mark Patrick Seminars. Lose weight, stop smoking, only $49.99. Thursday, January 12th at the Holiday Inn Express in Bordentown. On Saturday, January 14th at the Crown Plaza in Edison. Visit MarkPatrickSeminars.com to register. Steve Trevelis. All right. Supreme Court says you should be able to conceal carry in New Jersey. Governor Murphy says, oh, yeah? We're going to make a bill that says uh, you can conceal carry, but we're going to limit where you can. And that's pretty much nowhere. Today, federal judge says, I know you don't, and has blocked it. Federal judge has granted a temporary restraining order against New Jersey law that places extensive restrictions on concealed firearms carried in sensitive locations. Aaron Vote wrote to post. It's on nj1015.com. Should we be able to conceal carry in New Jersey? Jim is in Cranford on New Jersey 101. Hi, Jim. Hey, Steve. How's your night going? Good. So far, how about you? Doing good. Doing good. Another night for bad politics in New Jersey. You know, it's embarrassingly it's, it's, bad. It's uh, it's every day. You know, and uh, I just want to say, like, you know, these politicians—they're so confused because the public is not being told the accurate story about concealed carry, about public citizens defending themselves. Um, 
according to a story by Zero Hedge, it said that 34.4% of active shootings were thwarted by armed citizens between 2014 and 2021 in the USA. Okay. So that means that people who were concealed carrying prevented armed shootings 34% of the time. Well, so the, so the point is that you should be able to conceal carry. Because right now, if you don't have a gun and, so, and, and the bad guys do, you're defenseless. If the bad guys have to worry about whether you have a gun, you have a shot. Pardon That's the pun. what it is. It just, yeah. it just makes total sense. I mean, this is the part that I don't get about it. And again, it just seems to me like it's become personal now. Like they've taken it as a, they've taken the Supreme Court's decision as an affront. And rather than just turn into it and go along with, you know, the, the way our founding fathers meant it to be, they decide they're going to fight it. And come up with something so ridiculous that what, you know, what choice did the uh, federal judge have but to block it? Well, where is the where is the uh, unconstitutionality of you know passing tax hikes on New Jersey citizens without the consent of us, the government? This happened during the pandemic when the governor uh, demanded from the New Jersey legislature an emergency tax increase on on the citizens. Because then he declared a public health emergency, took all power unto himself, and then nobody had any say. Jim, thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. Nicholas is in East Windsor on New Jersey one hundred one Hey, Nick. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for taking me. Anytime. What are you thinking? Well, you know, we have a system in New Jersey that's already very strict. Right. Um, and with this Bruin decision, what New Jersey decided was, because they ha- they already had a system in place where they were restricting people's rights anyway. Right. They decided that wasn't good enough anymore. They can't do that anymore. So what we're going to do is we're going to make it impossible for you to get your your concealed carry gun, or if you do get it, we're going to make it so you can't carry it anywhere. That's what they did. I think it's important. Yeah, I think it's important for everybody to know that, like, we have a very strict and robust process as it is. People aren't going to be, you know, applying for the permit, going through training, uh, uh, showing that they can actually use a firearm safely. They're not going to go through all those processes to, you know, possibly screw up their lives, put them jeopardize everything in their lives. So I, th- I want everyone to know that. And honestly, uh, I'm a registered Democrat. Right. Um, it's come to a point where I think there's a lot of people in New Jersey that are like me. The majority of the voters in New Jersey are Democrats. And I think we're go- with this type of legislation, what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of Democrats, a lot of left-leaning folks start pushing back. Is and, it possible you know, that you're a Democrat and you're just seeing just how far to the left your party's actually going or how far off the wall your party's actually going and saying enough of this, I got to protect myself? You know, it, there is. You know, there is an, ex, uh, an extent to that. It, it is to an extent, absolutely. Yeah, it's one thing along party lines. When the party lines go, you know, out of control, you got to you, know, you got to step back and say, wait a minute, what am I doing here? What am I endorsing? And am I right with what my party is doing? Absolutely. And, you know, if you believe, so I got up and testified uh, during the committee hearings for right. this law. Okay. And I got up there and I said, do you believe in the Second Amendment? Do you believe that you have the right to protect yourself? And do you want to, you know, waste taxpayer money on a law that you know is going to get challenged and overturned immediately? Like you're just wasting everybody's time and money. And, you know, they just looked at me with, you know, like a dog has been showed a car trick and said, uh, yeah, exactly. uh, that's what we want to do. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Tony is in Seawaring on New Jersey 101.5. Nice library you got out there, Tony. 
Hey, thank you. Good afternoon. I mean, good evening, and thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking, you know, I'll probably reiterate a lot of things you already said, but I'm going to give you my personal opinion. Okay. Uh, I'm 75 years old, good mental and physical shape. Right. Been around guns all my life. Right. Vietnam veteran, right. service trained in the weapons. Service. Right. Well, thank you. Uh, and also, I'm trained with a pistol from the NRA. Tony, your opinion. What's your opinion? I, I, I'm sure you have the greatest resume going. What's your opinion? Well, my opinion is that... You know, you, you're taking the rights away from the people. My my main calls are applying for the carry permit, which I went through all the rigmarole already and took all the tests in October and passed it. Right. Haven't got anything. Is you know, you, it, the main reason you have to carry in your car. That's one of the most you know places that you can be accosted. And also walking through the woods in county parks, I was accosted by a rabid fox. Right. Almost peed my pants saying, I hope this thing don't attack me and my dog. So you want the gun for the fox? Gun for the fox and gun for somebody who tries to jack my vehicle, which happened as lucky as just speed away. Uh, you got to remember something, that even though you can conceal carry, the law is still the law as far as using it goes and what would happen if you do, whether or not you're right or wrong, the legal fees and everything. I mean, the costs and uh, both emotionally and financially. So there's a lot attached here. It's not just you get to carry the gun and it all goes away. Tony, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Should we be able to conceal carry in New Jersey? Uh, to Today, federal court blocked the governor's recent bills, uh, making it damn near impossible for us to do so. It's 7.30. Now the latest news. Five, Steve Trevelis. Hi, Vinny, Mad Dog Lopez, East Street drummer, the first one. We'll be on about 9.10, talking about greetings from Asbury Park. 50 years ago that album came out, can you believe it? All right, in the meantime... Uh, we heard from Senator John Bramnick, who opened the show from the 21st District, talking about his reaction to a federal judge blocking the tougher New Jersey gun laws that Governor Murphy just signed. The way uh, I sum it up is uh, New Jersey government really doesn't want you to carry a gun. The Supreme Court, however, realizes that it's your right to be able to carry a gun. And they uh, declared a lot of the concealed carry laws here in New Jersey unconstitutional. So the government, New Jersey Governor Murphy, they get together, they uh, come up with a bill, which Murphy signs, making it damn near impossible to carry a gun anywhere. You can carry a gun, just don't leave the house. Uh, let's see. According to uh, the new law endorsed on December 22nd, outlined 25 sensitive places where carrying guns would still be illegal. Schools, sports stadiums, hospitals, government buildings, public transportation, daycare centers. Uh, in addition to the list of sensitive places, law expanded ineligibility to carry a permit to the following. People with an outstanding arrest warrant, people subjected to certain restraining orders, including those who have violated a temporary or final restraining order, people subject to voluntary admissions to mental institutions and hospitals. Uh, the base, Basically, federal judge declares the laws, the new laws, unconstitutional. So where are you in this? 1-800-283-101.5. I put up a Twitter poll. Uh, Real Steve Trev, you can follow me. Should we be able to conceal carry in New Jersey? We got 100 votes so far. 70.4% say yes. 29.6% say no. 98 votes uh, so far. Again, 
it, the more you take away guns, you're only taking away guns from responsible gun owners. You're taking away guns from the good guys. The bad guys are not adhering to any kind of laws. And with the state of police protection in New Jersey and what the officers who go to work wanting to do their jobs and are restricted from doing their jobs because of a lot of uh, the new law in New Jersey, uh, what do you do for protection? A lot of people leave for protection. What do we do to keep you here? 1-800-283-101.5. And uh, just, you know, how do you feel? How do you feel about this tug of war? As we were talking about earlier, if you are a Democrat and you voted for Phil Murphy, are you on board with everything that he's doing? Or are you just aligning with your party? And is what my party wants? This is how I feel. I can't understand the argument for responsible gun owners not being able to protect themselves. And by responsible gun owners, I mean people who train, background checks, you know, military, police, whoever. Uh, There's so many responsible gun owners that are being held back. And yet you have people who don't adhere to the law who carry guns. And they're the threat, as we know. 1-800-283-101.5. So how does this play out? How does this play out now? This game of tennis where, you know, the uh, United Supreme, U.S. Supreme Court says it's unconstitutional. So government comes back and says, oh, yeah, we'll write a law. We'll, make, we'll, we'll go along with what you're saying. We're going to make it damn near impossible for anyone to carry a gun. And then they have a temporary restraining order now issued by a federal judge blocking the tougher gun laws. 1-800-283-101.5. So it's your move, Governor Murphy. Says uh, Matthew Platkin, the Attorney General, we are disappointed by the court's ruling, which is inconsistent with the Second Amendment and will make New Jersey considerably less safe. I don't see how. Is the idea that, okay, we're going to be considerably less safe because the good guys can't carry guns, only the bad guys are going to be able to carry guns. And again, I'm just talking common sense. I'm not a gun guy. Never owned a gun in my life. When I was a kid, I had the toy guns, but that was about it. Today, you have a toy gun. Forget they throw your kids out of school. Uh, Chris is on 295 on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Long time no talk. Where uh, you Happy been? New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, so, so yeah, you know, you know, it is Democrats think that if you legislate behavior, the people abide, which is why we don't have rapes, we don't have murders, we don't have carjackings. You pass a law, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. You get my sarcasm. Well, that's the dream. I mean, that's the way. That's you know, I, funny because I really believe that's actually how they see themselves. Yeah, they do. They think. And then the other thing is, you're saying, what's the argument? Well, the true argument is that they that they believe in an educated elite. Often, these people can afford private security. They just don't want the rest of us who can't afford the private security. You know, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world and the Mark Zuckerberg's. They have their security guards. They don't need a gun. They hire somebody to carry it for them. But the peons like us. We're not supposed to be able to protect ourselves. And well, it'd be interesting what you just said. It'd be interesting if the governor said, okay, we're going to remove security from everybody, even our own security. Yeah. And we're well, not going to do yes, that. Yes. Then, yeah, let's have him walk around without his private security detail. That, that's, so that, those are my two, my two points. All right. That's not going to happen, of course. 1-800-283-101.5. So, uh, again, and getting back to uh, Matthew Plackman's quote, we're disappointed by the court ruling. It's inconsistent with the Second Amendment. I ask how. It'll make New Jerseyans considerably less safe. Okay, if, if only the bad guys have guns, 
how is New Jersey considerably less safe? If the founding fathers meant for us to be able to bear arms, then how are we, you know, how are we less safe? How are we flying in the face of the Constitution by coming up with these laws that make it damn near impossible for people to carry a gun? Responsible gun owners. 1-800-283-101.5. This is simple common sense. So it's a temporary restraining order. Now, they've got to come up with a way to, or a law, rather, that would pass muster uh, with the Supreme Court, with the federal judge, so as not to block the law. Let's see what they do, if they do anything. Uh, Joey's in the Pine Barrens on New Jersey 101.5. You in the Pine Barrens? You running around trying to get cell phone reception with a Russian chasing you or what? Down there in the Pine Barrens trying to get a reception. Thanks for having me. You got it. My favorite Sopranos episode. What do you got for me? I think about it like this. Uh, I was a foster kid. I grew up all over New Jersey. Right. And despite how great some of these towns are, there's a lot of really rough towns neighborhoods still. And I don't think a lot of people take that into account when you think about the gun laws. Um, you know, I lived in Newark. I lived in Patterson. I lived in Camden. I lived in Jersey City. Like, these are still really tough places with high crime rates. Right. Um, and we should be entitled to the right to carry, providing you don't have any violent offenses on your record. You, you, you're not diagnosed a clinical sociopath. You know, uh, I just don't understand. No, obviously, that. if there are reasons why you shouldn't have a gun, you shouldn't have a gun. But like you said, yeah, there still are neighborhoods, and those people in those neighborhoods need to have an idea that the person they're going to attack may have a gun. And it may change their mind. Absolutely. I mean, and when you look at the last governor election, it was really close to being you know, very red. You're, you're right. A lot of, there's a lot of people looking at it now and saying, well, wait a minute. We were just afforded something that's tremendous in our nation's history, and now it's being scaled back. And that shouldn't be happening. Joey, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You ever hear say this, I can't tell you how much weight I've gained since I can't do the things I used to do, or this pain is holding me back from my walk, my run, my activities. Well, it's time to finally do something about it and get back to doing what you love. Trinity Rehab can help. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it or not doing anything but making you feel loopy or drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three, five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, Visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Jersey Radio. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. All right, the uh, war over concealed carry has been going on in New Jersey since a uh, Supreme Court decision in the summertime declaring the concealed carry laws here unconstitutional. It started in New York. And uh, New Jersey says, oh, yeah? And uh, Governor Murphy came up with some new laws which make it damn near impossible to conceal carry in New Jersey, which already has some of the most restrictive gun laws in the nation. 
And today, a federal judge blocked those tougher New Jersey gun laws that the governor just signed. So the gun advocates sued the state immediately after Governor Murphy signed the measure in December 22nd. And uh, State Attorney General Matthew Platkin has reacted to the order in a written statement today. We are disappointed in the court's ruling, which is inconsistent with the Second Amendment and will make New Jerseyans considerably less safe. Uh, He said in a written response to New Jersey 101.5 when asked about the order, this whole story is on nj1015.com. The Supreme Court Judge Renee Marie Bohm made the decision. But this temporary order is just that, temporary, and we now look forward to continuing to press our case, including ultimately on appeal. Uh, I don't see how they're going to be able to win this. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. I uh, put a Twitter poll up. Should we be able to conceal carry in New Jersey? 172 votes in 28 minutes. 75% say yes. 25% say no. How do you feel about it? You know, if if you're in a room and uh, an active shooter appears, would you feel safer knowing that there are people in that room or there could be people in that room who are trained, responsible gun owners who are carrying a weapon that they could use in your defense? Or would you feel safer knowing that there's no one like that in the room and there's nothing you can do about the person, hoping that the police show up? And when the police show up and they catch the person, hopefully they'll be able to put them away for a longer period of time than the time it takes to make bail and get out. 1-800-283-101.5. We're in one hell of a situation today in New Jersey. But where are your thoughts on it? 1-800-283-101.5. This is a game of political chicken, you know, where we have the toughest gun laws, and then the Supreme Court comes out and says, uh, you can't do that. So Governor Murphy says, oh, yeah, we can. And they find a way, you know, they come up with laws that make it so ridiculously hard to conceal carry that you knew that it had to be blocked. So I don't see how they can appeal this, unless, of course, you know, depending on the affiliation of whoever rules on the appeal. But you, you, we, the people, what would you like to be able to do? Would you feel safer or less safe if more people around you had guns? It is that simple. There are those that say, I don't want anybody to have a gun. Keep the number low. But then again, there are those that say, you know what? If somebody's going to have a gun, I want, uh, 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 you know, if somebody's going to have a gun that can hurt me, I want more people <laughs> around me to have guns that can help me. In a way, it's really as simple as that. You know, when you, when you boil the whole thing down, 1-800-283-101.5. And this is, uh, is going to continue to play out. So, you know, let's see where it goes. Hi, you're on New Jersey 101.5. What are you thinking? Hello? Yeah, hello. All right, so much for him. All right, we get anything? Okay. Let's talk to Tom in Jackson. Hey, Tom, you're on New Jersey 101.5. What are you thinking? Hey, how you doing? I got to tell you something. My, my fiance is on her deathbed, and she's fighting for her life. Her father was Joe Sullivan from the New York Times and helped that Christy Todd Whitman and all of them get elected. I think the way this New Jersey's going down the fucking toilet. All right. Pardon my language. I, got, I, got, I can't pardon your language. We're going to continue this in the next hour. 
national winner for best newscast. New Jersey 101.5 has received the 2022 Edward R. Murrow Award for best newscast. We bring you our best because you bring us yours. Proud to be New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevely is talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight. Feel free to talk back at 1-800-283-101.5. Vinny Mad Dog Lopez, drummer for the E Street Band, the first one. And then came Boom Carter, and then came Max Weinberg. But the first one, he who played the drums on Greetings from Asbury Park, which was 50 years old last week. Be calling in to talk about the album, the symposium they had over the weekend at Monmouth University about it, and uh, all things Bruce, uh, all things Vinny, as a matter of fact. Uh, that comes up at 9 o'clock. Go to nj1015.com. See the blog about the best steakhouses in Central Jersey. You deserve, you deserve a steak today, and here's where you can get it. Uh, and also, the Christmas lights. I give you permission. It is time to take down your Christmas tights. It may be the most wonderful time of the year, but it does have an expiration date. I'm talking about the Christmas season, more specifically the Christmas lights and decorations, which, if you are a true believer, should have come down on January 6th as the celebration of Little Christmas. Now, according to uh, Better Homes and Gardens, where I go for my religious training, uh, January 6th marks the day the three kings, or we call them in New Jersey the three wise guys, actually arrived in Bethlehem after Jesus was born which signals the end of the Christmas celebrations. Don't you want to let him out of that freezing cold manger? It's been how many weeks? Come on. The little Lord Jesus needs to come inside and get warm. When do you take down your Christmas lights? Or have you already taken down your Christmas lights? 1-800-283-101.5. Are you still enjoying the Christmas season, the Christmas lights? Is there a reason why you leave them up? Or when you see them, are you saying, okay, enough, enough already, please. My wife would like, if my wife had it her way, the Christmas lights would be up all year round. If my wife had it her way, the Christmas tree would be in the house all year round. If Fluffy the dog had it his way, the Christmas tree would be in the house all year round. doesn't have to go outside. But seriously. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, Vanessa in Manalapan, whose family does the incredible lights on Glendale, which is every year a focal point in Manalapan. You have to see the lights on Glendale. Even they took the Christmas lights down. Don't you think it's time? When you ride around now on January 9th in New Jersey, and you see Christmas lights, are you thinking, oh, Christmas I feel good. Or you're thinking, boy, he's got to take those down. Greg is in freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. Hey, Steve. How you doing? So, um, I'm great. I'm great. So uh, I already took down my Christmas lights. I take them down right after New Year's. Right. And it, it's just it's time to move on, right? Christmas is nice, but it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. It's a lot of work putting up the lights and decorations and taking them down, and then it's over. So it's time to move on. But, you know, I... I was at Mass the other day, and Monsignor Sam right. at uh, St. Robert Bellarmine told us that, and I didn't know this, that the three kings, the three wise guys, show up 
Uh, they didn't show up when Jesus was born. They showed up when he was two years old, he said. Oh, really? Which is, which is news to me. 52-year-old practicing Catholic, I didn't know that. But. He showed up. By the time they got, that's, that's how great the transportation was. They were, see, if Christ were born in New Jersey, the traffic would account for that. It would take him two years to get there. <laughs> but, but seriously, he, they showed up when he was two? That's what Monsignor Sam said. I was surprised. I didn't know that. But, you know, he's the Monsignor. Who am I to question him? No, I got it. I, oh, he's bad. he must know more than better homes and gardens because they've got... Well, yeah. January 6th is the little Christmas, right? That's the epiphany. Right. And, right. Right. So, so, but I mean, I could see people leaving him up till January 6th. But after that, I mean, enough is enough. You got to take him down. It's time to move on, right? Valentine's Day is next. If you want to put up some heart flags and decorations and whatnot, then you have St. Patrick's Day. But, you know, Christmas is a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work. The mm-hmm. lights are a lot of work. And it's great to put them up. It looks great for a while. But, you know, I put them up right after Thanksgiving. I take them down right after New Year's. And then uh, it's it's the new year. It's time to move on. And I actually, I look forward to summer more than anything else. Do you put up any other decorations like uh, hearts and shamrocks and turkeys and stuff? Uh, years ago, I used to, do, my wife would have me put up the hearts and, you know, that kind of stuff, but we've gotten away from that. Thank God. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Take, take that money and go out and get a nice steak. What are you doing? <laughs> my, my, our two of my three girls, two of our three girls go to University of South Carolina, so we put up some South Carolina stuff, and, um, and then it's just counting the days till summer. I put up giant stuff. I can't tell you how the Eagle fans like that, but I get what you're saying. Greg, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. How long do you leave your Christmas lights up? Uh, when do you start putting them up? You know, when do you take them down? Do you ever take them down? Uh, is it time? Or if you're leaving them up, tell me, tell me the rationale. Like, do you have a specific time that you leave the Christmas decorations up until... Most people, January 6th, or is it like, you know what, I'm just too lazy to take them down? Because that's the other thing. It's cold outside. I don't want to go outside, freeze, taking down a crap. I work all week. I'm exhausted. I don't want to take down the freaking Christmas decorations. It takes long to put the Christmas decorations up. Or uh, do you have a specific time? They're up, they go up, and they come right back down. You know, the pandemic had a lot of people uh, wanting to feel Christmassy as early as possible, so people were putting the Christmas decorations up in July just to feel better. Okay, pandemic over. Although now they want us to mask up. People start putting Santa masks on, I don't know, little beards. But how long do you keep them up? And have you had enough? When you see the Christmas decorations now, I mean, like, would you eat anything left over from Christmas dinner? Think about that. That'd be a good, you know, a good barometer. If you wouldn't eat a Christmas dinner leftover, then it's time to take the Christmas decorations down. For me, that would signify the end of Christmas. If you wouldn't eat a Christmas leftover, no matter how happy you felt about Christmas, there has to come a time when you could take them down. Right, Anthony? Let me, let me tell you something right now. Yeah. I'm pissed because my wife took down my tree yesterday and I was mad. <laughs> she took down your tree. I have a big bay window. Uh-huh. The tree was decorated nicely. Every every day, every night, I open a big bay window mm-hmm. and light the Christmas tree up. And I wanted to do that until like April. 
She uh, took down the tree, and you're mad. You want to you want to get down on her knees and thank the Lord that your wife was willing to take down the tree. Come on, Anthony. There are no such things as Christmas lights. They're just lights that you having to put up at Christmas. Uh huh. So to, to leave those lights up year round is. But there's a certain date, there's an expiration on it. You gotta let the Christmas, you gotta let Christmas go. It makes next Christmas so much better. They're not Christmas lights. They're lights that you put up at Christmas, but you can put them up anytime. All right, so what about all the other Christmas decorations? Time to take Santa Claus down? You can take Santa down. First of all, Santa don't go up in my house anyway. Nativity scene? And that should be, to stop teaching these kids that Santa's real. Ain't no Santa. Okay, now, now you're going to ruin it. All these kids right now, Mommy, what did the Big Bad Radio go? No, it wasn't him. It was the guy that called Your father him. is Santa. My Your father. parents are Santa. Yeah, really. Listen, Santa had a down year, son. You're going to have to wait a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, by yeah. the way, I heard that you are the best phone answerer in the world. I should not be answering. I should let you answer the phones. Let me hear you answer the phone. Good afternoon, and thank you for calling 101.5. It's a beautiful night here in New Jersey. This is Anthony Durham speaking. How can I help this evening? Look at this. Look at this. You see that? You're going to take my job. That is that is absolutely beautiful. I work in retail, right? So the philosophy is people call different retail stores to try to get information. They may call two or three a day. Right. And they probably get lackluster responses. I give you that response. You're a customer for life. I believe that. They should have given you, like, the golden receiver. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I claim it. It's, it's so good It's so good that, that my coworkers uh-huh. reluctantly don't do it. They want to, but they don't, just because I, I do it. They're intimidated. They can't compete. They just know. <laughs> if you did, If they did it, people would just point and laugh because they're in the room with the master. So, yeah, I do. All right. But, uh, keep the lights up. Keep the lights Stop up. Stop teaching Santa Claus is real. He's not real. Mm-hmm. And um, this would be a better place to live. The lights are on, but no one's home. <laughs> Any thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. How long do you keep your Christmas lights up? When should you be taking your Christmas lights down? Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. <laughs> 1.5 weather brought to you by CKO Kickboxing. If you hate going to the gym, you're going to the wrong gym. You need to try CKO Kickboxing and Freehold featuring 30-minute classes. CKO is great for men and women of all fitness levels. Also great for birthday parties, team building, personal training, and more. Visit CKOFreehold.com. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5 When do you take down your Christmas lights? Is it time? Is it time? You know, it's the most wonderful time of the year, but that time has expired. It's time to take them down. Barbara is in Seawaring on New Jersey 101.5. Two calls from Seawaring tonight. How about we may have set the record tonight, Barbara? <laughs> How you doing? When my, good. When my kids were little, right. Christmas night, when they went to sleep, I took the tree down and threw it right outside. Christmas night. Wow. You didn't even give Santa time to get out of the house. I I didn't care. I wanted it out. I had enough of it. And then when I retired, I took a job at the Dollar Tree store. Right. So I have been looking at Christmas stuff since August. Oh, my God. (laughs) And you want to talk about hating decorations? 
I don't even put up a tree anymore. Really? You don't need to because, you know, for years, uh, I can, for me, like before I got married, Christmas was like, you know, Christmas night, I'd be at my, uh, either my uncle's or my parents, Christmas day, the same thing. You know, you're always out. You're never home when you're single by yourself. So I'm thinking, what's the tr- point of putting anything up? How could you not put anything up for Christmas? I know what it looks like. Uh, then we started doing it. But now my wife, my wife has the tree in the front room and the television next to the tree. And I swear to God, every night for the last month, my wife will fall asleep in front of that TV. Why, kid you not, it's what, January 10th today? Watching the Hallmark Channel, where they still show Christmas movie after Christmas movie after Christmas movie, the same friggin' plot, just insert different stars. And, and, and for one thing, I love it because I'm upstairs with the whole bed to myself and two and a half men. <laughs> the show, that's it. And, but, but I mean, it's like, all right, enough. Christmas has come. It's the most anticlimactic holiday ever because it never lives up to the songs and the stories and the movies. <laughs> but seriously. Right now in the Dollar Tree store, I'm looking at Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, and Easter. Oh my God. So by the time the holidays comes, I am so done looking at decorations uh-huh. where, it, I mean, it's terrible. So it's Christmas Day night. In Barbara's house in Seawar, and you take the Christmas tree down. <laughs> Even Santa would have a problem with that. Chevy Babies in Monroe on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, kiddo. Oh, my God. Wait, you went to me already? I was laughing. I, I waste no time, Cheryl. When you're on the phone, come on, we got to get you on. What are you thinking? No, I'm thinking she's in the wrong job. <laughs> I, you know what? Not for nothing. But if I worked at, I mean, you know what? You work in these stores, in these offices. Oh, I, I had my, I had my, I went to a dentist, and, and they're playing Christmas music on a loop. She's right. They, it's five, four, five months earlier than the uh-huh. holiday actually deserves. Well, how long do you leave your lights up? Well, let me say. Well, backtrack to 2021 when I talked to you about the epiphany. Right. <laughs> when Lisa was on. Right. And you made a hysterical joke about all your ornaments and you're running over. <laughs> I know. But, but when uh, when do you take it? When then, do you take them down? your wife made you take them down too early. <laughs> Me take them down too early? I didn't take them well, down no, they Christmas were Eve. around and they weren't. Oh, the Christmas crime scene. That's another thing. <laughs> Right, we got we got the inflatables outside, and then during the day, right, they they all deflate, and the wall kids ride around. They're scared. They jump in their mother's arms when they pass by. Mommy, Santa's on the ground. What happened? I know. Exactly. And I got the one Obi Wan Kenobi with the sword up, looking like he killed them all. Unbelievable. So, how long do you keep yours up? So yeah, everything outside came down on the seventh. Right. But I keep the Christmas tree on, like I, I told Ryan, my love. Right. You also are, but anyway. Right. <laughs> Tomorrow's my birthday, so then the tree comes down on the old. Oh, happy birthday, Sherry. 35 years old. That's amazing. Oh, All right. I, yeah, well, Sherry, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Raymond's in Rockaway. Sings in front of his Christmas tree every night. What's happening, my friend? <laughs> I tell you. You got a nice topic. How, when do I put my Christmas down? Yeah. I do put a Christmas and I put a Hanukkah light 
too. You put the Christmas tree and the Hanukkah light. Yes. Okay. You know, I enjoy both. But how long do you enjoy them for? Oh, I tell you, I mean, you want to see the people come and take pictures of it. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I got the Hanukkah lights (laughs) and the Christmas lights. (laughs) I I see you in front of the Christmas trees singing Christmas songs. I see you, like, doing a little Sinatra, you know, Merry Christmas, baby. I could see you doing that. Uh, Okay. What's your favorite Christmas song? My favorite, oh, well, uh, I can sing this song if you want me. You want to sing the Christmas I can sing a Christmas song, go ahead. I, I, it's, well, let me, let me look at my list. All right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you, you look at it, right? I, as far as I'm concerned, the way I look at it, by January 6th, it's time to move on from Christmas. Like anything else, it gets a little stale. It gets a little, you know, like you wouldn't eat, if you had the leftover Christmas dinner, you wouldn't eat, take it out. As a matter of fact, today I actually found some leftover Christmas gravy in the other refrigerator. I didn't even know. I said to my wife, what is this? Oh, that's leftover Christmas know. dinner. Right down the sink it went. Not even a look sink. I tell you, I have fantastic neighbors, really. Uh-huh. I mean, they all get me gifts and, and and I told him I don't drink. You know, I stopped drinking in 2004 uh-huh. when my wife passed away. And uh, I tell you, they are fantastic. That's great. Somewhere beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me, my lover stands on golden sands and watching the ships that go sailing. Look at that, Raymond. Yeah. Huh? That was great. That was great. But that, I was thinking right. more Christmassy. But we'll do this. We'll save this for Trevia on Wednesday night, okay? That's correct. Okay. You got it, pal. All right, one 800 Do you put Christmas decorations outside? When do you take the Christmas decorations down? Outside, inside? Uh, isn't like the house is cluttered enough as it is. On top of all the clutter, we put little Santa Clauses because, of course, that means it's Christmas. But how long do you keep your Christmas? Do you uh, do you decorate your house for Christmas there? Do you put anything up? Yeah, I put. Uh, I live in an apartment, so uh, I decorate. No, I, you're so lucky. <laughs> I just got an apartment. There's so much better. Go ahead. So I, you know, I decorate around the apartment, but you know, not outside. Just you know, I make the apartment festive. How long do you leave the festive apartment going? Well, I've been procrastinating, so it's still up, but it's coming down this week. Okay, right about. See, I think if you left it up until the Browns got eliminated, it wouldn't well, that, be would, that would have been before Thanksgiving, Steve. Yeah, so, really. A yeah. second though, we can do that. Eight thirty. Now the latest New Jersey one point five. Steve Trevelis. Number to get through is one 1015 Isn't it always? All right, go to nj1015.com because you could use a good steak, and I know where to get it. And I put them all on NJ1015.com. Some incredible steak places and not only steak houses, but restaurants you would never think you could get a great steak from. There they are. At NJ1015.com. When do you take your Christmas lights down? I got that as well. So the CDC would like us to go back to masks. You want to go back to masks? I don't want to go back to masks. I remember Dr. Fauci talking about the masks. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. I agree. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, 
wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And then they went to him and said, what are you saying? And then he completely did a 180. But regardless of that, they really don't work. Uh, but now uh, it's time to mask up again all over New Jersey, according to the latest guidance from uh, federal health officials. This is from thepatch.com. The CDC's recommendation comes as New Jersey continues to weather the triple-demic. Now, we've got a new word trying to get you to mask up. The simultaneous threat of the COVID-19, the flu, and respiratory synctal virus, RSV, that has filled emergency rooms and pediatric departments across the nation. The intensive care units continue to fare better than the nation as a whole. But in the past week, the state endured 96 COVID deaths, the highest total of COVID hospitalization since February. Bottom line, are you willing to put on a mask again? Should Governor Merv, now he hasn't yet. So far, the governor uh, pretty much realizes that we're not going for this. Uh, He's pretty much said as much. That if he did, we probably wouldn't do it. But regardless of that, if Governor Murphy were to bring back a mask mandate in New Jersey, would you wear one? 1-800-283-101.5. Do you feel they did any good? How do you feel if you're not wearing a mask when you see people wearing masks? Or do you even see them anymore? You know, I had said this when it began, that eventually wearing masks is just going to be part of the lexicon of fashion you're not even going to notice in the beginning everybody had to put on the masks you had to put on the mask i had to put on the mask i hated putting on the mask a lot of times i forget the mask i feel like an idiot wearing the mask it's uncomfortable um you still have to wear them in doctor's offices why i don't know because if you don't have to wear them anywhere else what are they actually preventing but 1-800-283-101.5 i have the twitter poll up and uh I've got 98 votes. I just put this up a little while ago. And 77.6% do not want to wear the mask. Would you wear the mask if Governor Murphy said we're going back to the masks? Because I'm not. I will stay home. I'm just, I'm done with it. It should be your decision if you want to wear the mask. Nobody else's. It's your health. It's your body. Your choice. Your decision. Now, if you want to wear the mask, God bless you, wear the mask. You believe that the mask is helping you, good. Good for you. If you don't, don't wear the mask. If you get sick, well, we have treatments. You know, the same treatments that we always had. Only now they're admitting it a little bit more. As opposed to trying to force a vaccine down your throat or into your arm. That uh, we don't even know how that did. Because people were still getting sick from the, with the mask, from the vaccine, et cetera, et cetera. So 1-800-283-101.5. The scary thing about this now, you know, as we go into the winter, CDC is uh, recommending that New Jersey should be wearing masks. As of Thursday, the CDC recommends masking up for indoor public spaces in every New Jersey county. In recent week, the, uh, weeks, the agency suggested face coverings for most of the state. And this marks the first time since late February when the CDC adjusted its framework for mask recommendations that the state has high COVID community levels. 1-800-283-101.5. Andrew is in Flemington. Hi, Andrew. I must be in the front row, said Bob Euchre. 
How you doing, Steve? I'm doing good. How you doing, Andrew? My secondary antidepressant. I love you, man. You're the best. You're the best, Andrew. See that? Just the fact that you said that you have made my night. Now, would you wear a mask, Andrew? Yeah, I sometimes wear them. Uh, I believe, you know, if I'm, like, walking around. Right. Going somewhere or not even just if I'm taking a walk. Right. I won't wear them. But, like, I don't mind wearing it if I'm, you know, at a convenience store, a rest, uh, supermarket. Uh, then again, I don't like wearing them, but if I have to, I will. You know what? I believe, in my opinion, now I'm not an expert. Don't get me wrong. I'm That's no all right. Neither am I. Go ahead. Yeah. So I believe more in the social distancing. And a friend of mine, his mom, told me about two years ago, the best thing I could do for myself is by, if, you, if I go out shopping or just taking a walk. As soon as I get home, first thing I do, wash my hands, 20 seconds. So... I haven't yet caught it that I know of. I haven't been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But what, 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 what gets my goat is, if you will, to not swear, the thing that gets my goat about this whole thing yeah. is people that are vaccinated, it's like they want everybody else. Most of them want every other person to do that. And those like myself that don't believe in it, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's like maybe I'm being stupid about something that I don't know. And I thought it was very humorous how you mentioned that you hadn't had your vaccine, but then your wife talked you into it, and you said, "Happy wife, happy life." Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. Want to crack up? If I had it to do again, I never would have done it. If I had it to do again, knowing what I know now, I never would have done it. And I'm not doing it. And I'm not wearing a mask. Want- it's my choice. Want- now, if it's if I get sick, it's on me. Right. And yeah. th- that's what, you know, we, what you said, you know, makes so much sense that people get vaccinated, you know, they want to impose their will on you. Maybe it's like, just in case anything should happen to them, it should happen to that's you too, you know, but who knows? It's supposed to be a free country, right? Exactly. Andrew, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Gino's in Sicklerville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gino. Hey, Steve, what's up, buddy? I'm good, pal. How are you? Oh, very good. What are you thinking? I just caught up about the whole mask BS and uh, wanted to just put my two cents in on this one because I have quite a long history with it. I've never wore one once. Right. Whenever I was requested to wear one, I would say I have a medical condition that prevents me from wearing a face covering and I'm protected by the ADA right. and you can't even ask me why, which worked. I like that. And now, and then the beauty of the mask thing is if you have one of the boxes with the masks handy, you could read right on the box, and it states, and I quote, will not prevent any protection, provide any protection. I know. COVID-19. I mean, what are we doing here? And like you said, it should be a choice. Why has everything got to be forced by this dictator? And I highlight dictator. <laughs> the governor should not be allowed, you know, to mandate how we conduct our bodies. It's our body, our choice. And, and yep. again, we have treatments. So if you get sick, go get a treatment. What's right. the problem? Nobody's dying like we thought. Nobody's, no bodies are piling up. I mean, it's no. ridiculous. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, Gina. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Not saying this is going to happen. Pray to God that it doesn't happen. But the CDC is recommending that we in New Jersey go back to wearing the masks. You know how I feel about masks. You know how you feel about masks. I'll tell you, I'll tell you once again how Dr. Fauci feels about the masks. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. That's all I got to hear. You know, you know that. I know that. And got that. Dr. Fauci knows that. 
I got a poll. If Governor Murphy brought back a mask mandate in New Jersey, would you wear one? Your thoughts, 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Stick around. Jersey Radio. Police, 1-800-283-101.5. All right, so uh, CDC, because we got the triple-demic. We got the COVID. We got the flu. And uh, we got something else. Uh, I'm trying to find it here. What the hell are we doing? RSV. I think that's it, right? Is that like we're responding about whether or not we're going to go to the party, the RSVP? Uh, 1-800-283-RSV. Yeah, respiratory synthial virus. So these three things are happening. CD says in New Jersey, the best thing you guys could all do is put on the masks. I say I call BS on that because I don't think the masks do a friggin' thing uh, except uh, be a major inconvenience. But I think that if I want to wear a mask, it should be up to me and not my governor tell me that I have to wear the mask. So if Governor Murphy would bring back the mask mandate, would you comply? 1-800-283-101.5. He hasn't yet, but he does like to comply with the CDC. 230 votes on my Twitter poll. 79.6% say we would not comply. 20.4% say, yes, we would, Governor Murphy, whatever you say, Governor Murphy. Uh, Pete's in Sayreville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Pete. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Um, I'm, I'm going to say that uh, the whole thing is a farce. The CDC is a farce. Dr. Fauci is a farce. Both of them uh, were around during the AIDS epidemic, and they screwed that up uh, severely. Also, um, I think that we shouldn't comply if uh, this idiot decides to uh, go with the CDC and, and have a mask. I think that we should do is organize a protest in front of this house and just protest again. Well, I think that he realizes, you know, I mean, I, don't know, I, w- I wouldn't want to take the time out of my day to go to his house. He knows how I feel. I you know, well, the thing is, we had the chance to tell him how we feel by voting, and I can't understand who reelected him. That was rigged. Well, you know about that, but thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But just the idea that uh, it doesn't work. So why am I doing it? But it should be my choice whether or not to do it. Now, the CDC has given you information. We don't need the governor to intercede and force you to wear a mask. CDC says, in our opinion, you should be wearing a mask. Now, you decide, pass or play, mask or play. Uh, Antoinette is in Union City on New Jersey 101.5. How's my hometown? Hey, Steve, how you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What are you thinking? Uh, No mask. No mask. No mask. No mask. Nope. My body, my choice. I got the shots, uh, the all three shots in 2021. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Ever since I got them, I've been constantly getting colds. I'm testing myself for COVID. Of course, I'm, I'm coming back negative. It's my body, my choice. I shouldn't have to be told by the governor or any politician that I have to wear a mask in certain locations. I'm like you. If I have to wear it outside, I'm staying home. Now I'm with you, Antoinette. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Joe's in Patterson. Bring us home, Joey. Hey, Steve. You know, listen to your politicians. Uh, they say wear a mask, wear a mask. <laughs> you know, women said it was safe to come down to um, the World Trade Center, and she was so correct about that. Amazing. So the politicians are so right all the time. Listen to the politicians, wear a mask. All right, Joe, the king of sarcasm. 1-800-283-101.5. If Governor Murphy brought back a mask mandate in New Jersey, would you wear one? 302 votes. 
and 79.5% would not. I think he's smart enough to realize that he would never get away with imposing a mask mandate. So the CDC can say what they want, and I'm glad, I'm hoping that we're at the point where no matter what anybody says, that we have the freedom of choice, the freedom to decide for ourselves whether or not we want to wear the mask or not wear the mask. And if you want to wear the mask, I respect you. I'm not going to put you down. I may differ with you, disagree with you. I'm not going to call you out. I don't want to hear from anyone telling me, why aren't you wearing a mask? And giving me a whole bunch of facts that I could care less about. It's my choice. My body, my choice. I just choose not to wear a mask. What about you? 1-800-283-101.5. Vinny Lopez, call him. He's going to be calling in at 1010, Springsteen fans. Steve Travelis is now available on demand. You make me laugh every night I listen to you. Steve rules weeknights on New Jersey 101.5. Now you can listen to him on your schedule on demand. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Subscribe to Steve Travelis' show wherever you get your podcasts or go to our free app and click the on demand button to hear the show you could bring everybody together because you have that warm personality steve travelis now available on demand from new jersey 101.5 it's all right it's all right, uh, it's all right. steve travelis getting you through the night 1-800-283-101.5 you and me till 11 o'clock. Vinny Mad Dog Lopez, East Street drummer uh, from the Greetings from Asbury Park album. The first drummer. And uh, he's going to be calling in about 10.10. Talk about the album 50 years ago last week it was released. And there was a symposium over the weekend. And Vinny was there with Gary Talent and a whole bunch of people. David Sanchez has been on the show before. Mike Appel, Bruce's first manager. Um... Soon will come the next one when The Wild, The Innocent, and The Street Shuffle comes out. Uh, but Vinny's calling in in about an hour. Uh, meanwhile, uh, one of the most emotional moments in sports uh, happened last week and continues to happen. The story continues to unfold. DeMar Hamlin out of the hospital. He's back in Buffalo. He, um, you know, he got to speak to the team before the game. When he, when he wakes up, and he asks, you know, he had been, he had taken the hit on Monday Night Football and collapsed afterwards, uh, went into cardiac arrest. You know the story. Uh, so what happens is uh, he asks, you know, did we win? And the doctors say, you won the game of life. Uh, it's the most emotional. The, all week long, you're hearing the reports as the world collectively got down on their knees and prayed for this man. And those prayers were answered. And with each report of progress, one of the few times in life, one of the few times in sports or anywhere that, you know, I choke up with every story, you know, with every word, every update. And now, you know, to see him back, uh, thank God. There's never a time to say thank God whether you believe or not. I don't care if you believe or not. Thank God. I one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. We were talking about the CDC last hour. Governor Murphy uh, hasn't done it yet. But the CDC is recommending that we all put the masks back on. And if Governor Murphy were to uh, mandate that we all put the masks back on, would you put the mask back on? There's no way I'm putting the mask back on. That should be my choice. I don't need to be told by a governor what to do. 319 votes, 78.7%. Uh, the question is uh, very, very simple. If Governor Murphy brought back the mask mandate in New Jersey, would you wear one? I'm sorry, 347 votes. 
80% would not. Eric is in Keensburg on New Jersey 101.5. Eric, what are your thoughts? Hey there. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Um, my, my thoughts are I, I'm a retired respiratory therapist. Right. And uh, by the way, it's respiratory syncytial virus. Correct. Say, say that again. Hold on. Thank you. What is how is it again? Respiratory, I screw syncytial virus. I think I said syncytial virus. Yes. And yeah. what does syncytial mean? I, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we know. At least we know how to pronounce it. Okay. Respiratory syncytial. I, I virus. knew at one time, and, and and I forgot. But I've treated hundreds of patients uh, with respiratory syncytial virus. It comes around every single winter. Right. And when adult when adults get it, it's usually like a cold. Okay. But uh, the primary victims who get hospitalized are infants, and, and and I think I read already that two infants already died in New Jersey this year from respiratory syncytial virus. Um, and uh, you know, a, a twelve month old or a six month old can't decide whether or not they want to wear a mask. Now, uh, all the scientists, including Fauci, have studied the spread of different flu virus, RSV, COVID masks definitely work to at least slow the spread to a great degree. Um, I've been wearing a mask for over two years now. I normally get very sick every winter. Right. I haven't gotten sick once. That's your choice. Um, (laughs) And it should be your choice. You know, here's Dr. Fauci on the masks. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. That's Fauci on the mask. Okay. I don't I, disagree I with you. It's not, uh, it, it makes sense that it would. Protection. Yeah. Okay. But, but again, yeah. if you want to wear it, then it's up to you to wear it. I, Murphy's not saying you can't wear a mask. He's just not saying I you must understand. wear the mask. I understand. But that, that little baby who's in the hospital struggling to breathe didn't have that choice. No, but that little, we don't know that that little baby in the hospital struggling to breathe died because somebody wasn't wearing a mask. Uh, and we never will. Well, now, again, you make, you make the point know. that if you're around... Now, you make the point that, okay, knowing what you just said, if you see, you know, if you're in a baby, if you're with a baby in a hospital, if you're with children, you want to put the mask on and protect them, now you know that. But again, you shouldn't be forced to wear the mask. The thing is, with any of this, with, with any of these germs, you could be infected and spreading it, and not even know that you that you have it in the early stages, especially. Okay. As you're coming down with it, you could be spreading it, and the mask is not to protect the so much to protect the individual wearing the mask; it's to protect the other people around them. Okay, but again, we don't know, you know, how well they work or that they work. And by the same token, it should be your choice. If you want to wear the mask, wear the mask. And if you're if you're around people and you're worried about the people around you, put the mask on. If you're worried about the baby, put the mask on the baby. Um, 
The baby, the baby will never wear a mask. They'll rip it right off. Okay. Well, you see that, and, and so and so will the people. <laughs> you know, don't want to wear the mask. Eric, thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. Again, it's the idea is that. You shouldn't be forced to do it. If you want to wear the mask, wear the mask. And I think that Murphy's smart enough, and that's why we haven't seen a mask mandate. Because now, you know, there are other places, schools that are being forced to wear masks. Some Jersey schools are being forced to wear masks, right? Pennsylvania's forced to wear the mask. But I think that, you know, common sense is prevailing. Uh, don't tell Spadia. Common sense is prevailing. <laughs> that I, I, He's got to realize that uh, if he mandates the mask, we're just, it's, it's going to lead to a big problem. You know, I don't want to say war. You know, the figurative World War II will break it. World War III will break out, but that's figuratively. But there's no way he would be mandating the masks. Now, tomorrow, watch this, right? He's going to hear this and go, yeah? But 1-800-283-101.5. CDC says we should mask up again. I disagree. Um, I will not wear the mask. That's me. I'm willing to take my chances. Now, if I'm afraid of you giving me the virus, then I'll wear the mask. That's my problem. You know, if I get the virus, whichever virus it is, you know, if I get the RSV, I get the COVID, I get the flu, whatever, my choice, my bad. And if you decide that you don't want to, you know, that you want to wear the mask, God bless you. What do I care? I'm not going to put you down for it. I'm not going to have a bad opinion of you. I'm going to respect your opinion. The problem in this country today not only in New Jersey, is that we've given up the notion of respecting each other's opinions in favor of forcing everyone to agree with us. And whenever you try to force anybody to do anything, they don't want to do it, no matter what it is. Take that money. Oh, no, you don't. You're going to take that money. So, uh, we did this last hour. If you want to call and uh, give me your opinion, I'd love to hear it. Uh, I've got a Twitter poll up to that effect, as a matter of fact. 381 votes. If Governor Murphy were to bring back a mask mandate in New Jersey, would you wear one? The CDC is recommending that we wear the masks. Has that put you back in a mask, mandate or not? What are your thoughts on the masks? Did you feel like you were protected? Do you still wear one? Do you have a problem with people who wear one? I don't. But I just want it to be my choice. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelisse. Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. Hey, five. New Jersey weather brought to you by CKO Kickboxing. If you hate going to the gym, you are going to the wrong gym. You need to try CKO Kickboxing and Freehold. Featuring 30-minute classes, CKO is great for men and women of all fitness levels. Also great for birthday parties, team building, personal training, and more. Visit CKOFreehold.com. 1-800-283-101.5. Murphy won't let you carry a gun. Take up kickboxing. I don't put a surprise to anyone that wants to uh, pull one on you. Okay, so uh, the CDC says you got to put the masks on. You should mandate the mask. Governor Murphy says, not yet. I haven't done anything yet, and uh, hopefully he won't. He did one day say that I think he would shy away from it, uh, that he realizes that we wouldn't do it. So I got a Twitter poll up basically asking, would you do it? Uh, If Governor Murphy brought back a mask mandate in New Jersey, would you wear one? 381 votes, 79.8% say no, 20.2% say yes. How do you feel? 1-800-283-101.5. No, he hasn't done it, but the CDC is recommending it. Uh, 
Rose is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Rose. Hi. Listen, I've got a different angle on this. How come the CDC never instructs you to work on your immune system? They'd Taking be out of business? Vitamins, eating healthy food. <laughs> Good question. You know? yeah, they, they never talk about that, do they? Uh, yeah, we'll put them out of business, right? Then we wouldn't need them. <laughs> you see, they're, not, they're not stupid. <laughs> well, actually, I'm, a, I'm, I'm way up there age-wise, and I live in New York City and right. um, in New Hope, Pennsylvania, and I went through the AIDS crisis with uh, Fauci. Right. All my good buddies, my, you know, my coworkers and stuff. Right. The guy is odd at best. And, and, you know, to leave out the fact that hygiene, you know, washing your hands, I use a lot of tea tree oil, soap and stuff. And, right. You know, I have my ways of dealing with this. I Being blind and, you know, kind of housebound, I mean, people come to see me and we have our little rituals about washing hands and stuff. We're not, you know, breathing uh, like dragons. The other thing that bothers me about this whole scenario is that when you get your your shots, Right. Uh, you really need to be away from that person for like a week because they then can pass a virus on to you. I've had that happen with a flu. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. It makes sense, right? Because you've given someone the virus. Yeah, yeah. About about 08, I guess it was. Right. A friend of mine had gotten um, uh, a flu shot, has a heart condition, had to do that. And then right. we get together on the weekend, and then the following week, I'm sick. Because, you know, nobody talks about the fact that you can pass this from taking, vi- you know, well, the old-fashioned kind of... Uh, uh, um, flu shot. Or, uh, yeah, flu vaccine. shots, yeah. I don't know about this one. This is very different. But this is a mask we're talking about. Yeah, but I'm talking so, about I mean, the, 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 the issue of how this thing is transferred. No, I understand that. But how do you feel about being forced to wear a mask? Well, um, I don't go out, so it doesn't really affect me too much. But I, I don't think that, uh, you know, we all have to be somewhat responsible for other people, but we also can stay away from them. Right. And we also have to be responsible and protect ourselves. So yeah, exactly. if we're worried, you know, if we're worried, and we put you on a mask. It. Exactly. Rose, thanks for the call. Victoria's in Maple Shade on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Victoria. How are you? Good. How about you? Perfect. What are you thinking? Oh, uh, wouldn't wear it. Didn't wear it then. I'm not wearing it now. Why not? I'm not vaccinated, never going to get vaccinated, never got the flu shot, don't get sick. I keep my immune system up. And my father's 90. He doesn't do it either. He's 90 and he doesn't do it. God bless. All right, yep. so so what does you attribute his long life and your good health to? Oh, well, my father, he eats beets, he eats onions every day. He's an old Italian guy, so... Nobody will talk to him, but that's how he lives so long. <laughs> He's got beets and onions. What about garlic? A little bit of garlic in there as well? Oh, yeah. Keep yeah. him alive forever. Still cooks for himself. He's great. My old man oh, lived to be 92. He was the same way. Yeah. Gives me hope. You know. Yeah. He just started not driving this year, so... That's all right. Uh, yeah, he had a good run. Real scary for that. Yeah, he had a, he had a good run. You're driving him around now. Yeah, if I had, well, I go shopping for him, but he'll go and take himself to get a haircut, though. That's only, like, right down the street. All right, that's good. That's good. He takes himself. My old man drove until he was, a month before he died, until he was 92 years old. 
And uh, like I said, it gives me hope. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. So, I mean, it's very, very simple. Um, it should be your choice, in my opinion, as far as whether or not you want to mask up. If you want to mask up, and we are now, you know, not even noticing people in masks. Or when I do notice people in masks, it's kind of like a question when you're outside. You know, you, you pull in the parking lot, you go, I'm going into Walmart, I see people coming out wearing masks, walking outside, pushing shopping carts, where, go to Sam's Club, and here they got these old people pushing these heavy shopping carts up the parking lot wearing a mask. And you want to go over to them and you say, dude, well, you can say, dude, they're old, you know, you say, you know, older man, what are you doing? Yeah, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to get a heart attack. But then you realize it's just going to be an argument. What's the point? But uh, hot day. Yeah, I remember 98-degree day. I see a guy walking down the street wearing a mask outside. You don't need to wear the mask outside. New York Times did an article. You don't need to wear the mask outside. But yet, you know, the paranoia that has been instilled in us, the belief that the masks are going to protect us, well, they haven't protected anything. It's like the vaccine is going to protect us, really. Uh, then why are people still getting it? You know, why does the mask say on the side of the box, not there to protect you? 1-800-283-101.5. But regardless of that, and we've had this discussion for years, you know, so, and that's part of the reason why I don't think that you're going to see this. You know, this is part of the reason why I don't think that Murphy would mandate the masks anymore. I think, if anything, he's learned from it. Uh... Let's see. I'm going to my Twitter poll. Uh, like I said, the results now 413 votes, 80.4% would not wear the mask. Uh, sports are best replies. Just had two friends of mine get COVID. Total of six vaccine shots each. Real vaccines prevent it. They're still experimental, and people believe this crap that they tell us. Uh, Bam says, hell, just no. Bill Schultz says he discussed that, as he suggested, that's a possibility. No, he hasn't. But this is suppositional based on the fact that the CDC is now saying that we should. And he normally goes along with the CDC. Dave Murray, alternative question, are you a considerate individual? Yeah. I'm also a considerate individual with rights. And if I don't want to wear the mask, I shouldn't have to. And if I'm worried about you wearing the mask, then I will put on a mask because I'm afraid of what you can do. But I shouldn't have to. Uh, J.O. says, no, can we be honest for a moment? The only people wearing or advocating for masks oh, are the ugly. <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> and I can't, you know, I'm not going to go there. Uh, nope. They had their shot at it and proved they don't work. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. So, so if I said to you, let's go get a steak. Where would you go to get that steak? Where would you go to get the steak? Edwards Steakhouse in Jersey City. I yeah. don't know if you've ever been, but no. it's a little hole in the wall. It's small, not a big dining room, but a fantastic bar, and the steak is out of this world. Edwards. Edwards Steakhouse. It's on, uh, what is that, Marin, Marin Boulevard, right by, like a block from the Grove Street stop on the path. The best steaks yeah. are the ones we don't know about. Oh, my gosh. You yeah. have to go find them. Exactly. You know, yeah, you have to hunt them out. I have hunted them out, and I have put <laughs> them on the website, and I want to hear more. 930. Now the latest New Jersey... 
50 years ago last week. Greetings from Asbury Park. Bruce Springsteen's first album came out, and uh, the reviews were amazing. Actually, not so much. It was the third album that really put him on the map, but they had a symposium this past weekend, and among those in attendance, the drummer on that album, Vinnie Mad Dog Lopez, who's going to call in at 1010 uh, from his travels, from the road, and tell us uh, all about it. Uh, Vinny, of course, good friend of the show. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Now, there's nothing for me better than a great steak. Huge fan of the great steak. And I put a post up at nj1015.com, the best steaks in Central Jersey. I've got 11 of them, where they are, what to order. As I was talking about with Chad, you know, it's not just the steakhouses. It's not the franchise places that are so great for the great steaks. It's the little places that you don't even know exist. It's the places that you have to dig in and ferret out. Normal restaurants that you would never believe would be able to give you a really great steak. But if you got a steakhouse, I'll take that too. I want to make sure I got everybody. So if I missed anything, I want you to let me know. 1-800-283-101.5. Where are the best steaks in New Jersey? And we're not talking about my house, my wife. No, 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 no. Restaurant, steakhouse, any place. Where do you go when you want to get a great steak? And what does that place, what steak does that place serve the best? Scotty's in Springfield. My buddy, Gene Nagel, and L'Oreal. L'Oreal. L'Oreal, run it. And, uh, oh, my God. The Delmonico's there to die for. The pub down in Pensalkin. You walk in. There's a wall, a giant brick wall of ovens. The steaks go into the ovens. They come out melting in your mouth. Magical. 1-800-283-101.5. Where do you go for a great steak in New Jersey? And you know what? The steaks have gotten more expensive and smaller. I don't want that. I don't care if I got to pay for the steak, but I want it to be a friggin' steak. You remember the Flintstones? I know. They're, they're, of course, they were before your time. You probably see them in reruns on the Me Too channel. But in the opening of the Flintstones, when they would put the, the rib on the side of the car and the car would tip over, that's the steak I want. 1-800-283-101.5. Pete's in Ewing on New Jersey 101.5. Happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year. But, hey, I took down all my Christmas decorations today, by the way. Oh, good for you. Good for you. We should all take down our Christmas decorations. Hey, last week was the week to do it. Right. So where do you go for a good steak? Well, when I when it comes to buying them to cook at home, I go to a supermarket in, in Pennington. But, um... Believe it or not, mm-hmm. and uh, it's Ewing Diner. They have the tomahawk ribeye, and they, the way they bring it to you, right. it's amazing, dude. I'm telling yeah. you, um, it, it costs a, you know a, a good, good, good couple of pennies. Okay, but um, they bring it out to you on this big wooden block, right? And you know some onion rings, really, and all that. 
Oh, dude, it's it's delish. See, now, you're not thinking about a diner when it comes to a great steak. But now this is what I love. The Ewing, and Ewing Diner is amazing. I've been there many times. They bring us breakfast. They bring Spadia breakfast every morning. We pray for the leftovers down here at night. See, but you were, still. You were right. Because we were in Florida for the uh, National Special Olympics this past summer for my son. Right. Because he's part of Team Unified. And great. We went, we went to um, a steakhouse there. Right. Oh, my goodness. For me, my one son, and my wife, uh-huh. oh, the bill was $700. Oh, my God. You know what? That, 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 you got you to really love steak for 700 Did you pay it or did the Special Olympics pay it? The steak was not worth it. Oh, we uh, paid it because uh, we were just taking my one son out. Uh-huh. And the, the Ewing Diner blew that steak away. And from the, you know what, from the mouths of babes, you never know. Pete, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5 Ewing Diner. Great place, great steak. Where do you go for a great steak in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. How do you like it? And is there, is there something on the menu? Like when you go for your great steak, it's not just so much I want a steak. I mean, of course, there are places. Just give me a T-bone. Just give me a ribeye. Give me a tomahawk. But then there are other places that have a special kind of steak, a special cut, or a special way they prepare it. 1-800-283-101.5. As far as the price goes, my God. We went, my wife and I uh, visited friends up in Minnesota. And we took them out for dinner. We took them out for steak. And the bill came to, I think it was $800. It was a steak and shrimp thing. And steak and lobster. I think it was Morton's or Murray's. One of, I think it was Murray's uh, in Minneapolis. I was going up there to see the Giants play the Vikings. I'm like, I wish I was this weekend. But uh, it was, I'll tell you something. For that, the, between the steak and the wine and what they did was they came up with a lobster tail that literally covered the plate. It was that big and the steak. And in the end, I didn't mind paying it because I really, really enjoyed the steak. But 1-800-283-101.5. If you're a fan of steak, where are the best places in New Jersey to get it? Where do you go for your steak? Do you go to a steakhouse? Do you go to one of the franchise places? Or do you have a special place? And if you do, let us know. Some of the places I got... Uh, on NJ1015.com. Of course, I got the pub. Four Winds, um, which is just off the Manasquan Circle. Amazing. My friend Steve Eccles, who runs uh, down the shore of places that aren't there anymore on the Facebook. It's not a traditional steakhouse, but they have a killer cowboy prime rib. How about that? Uh, if it was a steakhouse, I'd get the ribeye. Then we have... Uh, no one will believe me, but the best steak I have ever had in a very long time actually comes from Casa Giuseppe in Island. Best ribeye I've ever had. It's not on the printed menu. It's like the best kept secret. I've been in business for a long time and nothing come close. This is John Manzo. My buddy who, uh, asked, who dropped the F-bomb on Paul McCartney when he ran into him in New Jersey. Now, how many people would do that? one 800 I'll give you another one. Charcoal and Freehold, relatively new, says uh, Bob DeSorga. We've been there twice. Very enjoyable experience. Pine Tavern in Matawan. Okay, I'm giving you a few. I want you to give me some. one 800 You want to get a great steak in New Jersey? 
Central Jersey. Where are you going? Dennis and Judy. Brought to you by NJ Lottery. Live larger with the New Jersey Lottery. Now with pick three, there's more to celebrate because more winning tickets are an even bigger prizes. Any winning $1 straight wager is guaranteed a $500 prize. Play pick three. Anything can happen in New Jersey. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. In search of a great steak in New Jersey. I got 11 places on NJ1015.com that you may want to try. Eddie's in Seaside on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Eddie. Hey, Steve. How you doing, buddy? Hey, listen, there's vegans, there's vegetarians, both of which I don't understand. Me neither. For me, it's a great steak. Yes. No doubt. Um, I've been spoiled lately. My son-in-law... Um, owns the Butcher's Block in Long Branch. I know Bill Spadia was there about a week or two ago. He was raving about it. God bless. You know what? God bless your son-in-law. My sister loves that place, and so do some of the New York Giants, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. He gets a lot of ball players down there. Absolutely. How Absolutely. about that? And what do you what do you recommend when we go there? Oh, my, my go-to is the bone-in ribeye medium. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that's mine. You know, they even serve the spinale, which is the crown of the ribeye. Oh, yeah? That is the tastiest piece. Oh, yeah, that's just the top crown of the ribeye, which is the tastiest piece of the ribeye. Because you have the spinale, and then you have the eye of the ribeye. Mm-hmm. And the uh, spinale is the top crown, which is just magnificent. And they're, they're, they're cooking it on wood fire and coal. Um, wow. Just, it's amazing. The place is amazing. They're, they're in the, the meat wholesale business for many, many years. And um, my son-in-law saw a chance to turn this warehouse into a steakhouse. And that of which he has done, and God bless him, he has been quite successful with it. And uh, it's just great. I go down on Saturday nights to help out, only because it's just a great place to be. And the people love it. You know, it's just a good steak. If you haven't been there, I'd like to join you one night for a meal. You got uh, a deal. Long Branch, not far. We'll leave Spadia home, you and me. There you go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> now we'll let Spadia come with us. He can pick up the check. <laughs> Eddie. Good deal. All right. Someone's got to pay. That's on. By the way, I have the butcher block on my list of steakhouses, so check it out at nj1015.com. Absolutely. Will do. Will do. Got it. Let's go to Glenn in Sayerville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Glenn. Hi, Steve. Pleasure to talk to you. Same here. How you doing? Yeah, yeah pretty good. Hanging in there. What do you got for me? Um... Well, I, I would recommend, and I've been going there for many years, is uh, Steve's Sizzling Steaks in Callstadt. Oh, my God, that 17, place. On Route 17 South. You know, I put this question up on my Facebook page once a few years ago. Mike Garofolo from the NFL Network, first response, and he puts down, Steve Sizzling Steaks, game over, game set, match, we're done. Absolutely. <laughs> and he's right, because I've been there. And, oh, my yep. God, they are amazing. They are. I, I love that place. It's it's rustic. It's got fish mounts, mm-hmm. animal mounts, everything all over. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it looks like you actually go hunting and bring back the prize when you go to Steve's. I'm, I'm, I'm a fisherman, so that's fine for me. I love that decor. <laughs> I know. What do you get when you go there? Well, usually a T-bone or uh, ribeye, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Conventional. And their burgers are good too. And I like the I, I like the fact they um you know they, they use that marinade uh, it's Maggie seasoning I mean you can uh-huh. smell it as soon as you come in the door it's like it's like it's overpowering you know that's how you know you know but you see you can't get a you go to a steakhouse you can't get a hamburger you can't get fish you got to get the steak <laughs> come on it's God's no, will absolutely <laughs> you got it Glenn Rob is in Mount Laurel on New Jersey one hundred one point five hey Rob 
Hey, how you doing, cuz? Good, buddy. How about you? Good. Uh, Ingleside Inn, Long Beach Island. Really yeah. good prime rib. Oh, I love prime rib. It's like a hotel bar restaurant deal. Yeah. It's oh, hotel restaurant. Good. You know what? Hotels get, they don't get no love. I'm telling you, hotels have some of the best restaurants. They're a little warm, but you never have to wait. You can always go in and get a great meal. And on nights when, like, like Route 1 will be jammed, every restaurant has, like, you know, two, three-hour waits. You walk into the Hyatt, you walk into any hotel, and you can always get a great meal. And this is the Ingleside Inn in Long Beach Island? Yes, sir. And the prime rib, what's so great? How do they marinate it? What's great about the prime rib? I don't know. It's just really good, and they give you a big cut. Oh, that's the best part. You know what? Because I love about the prime rib, you just sit there and eat. You know, no bone. Just sit there and enjoy. I I eat the fat. I eat everything. Yeah, tender like that. Perfect. Rob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. You want a great steak? Go check out on the Steve Trevelis page at nj1015.com. You will see the best steaks in Central Jersey, where they are, what to order. And don't just assume, oh, it must be a bunch of steakhouses. No, 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 no. We have dug and found the good steaks. The stakes you tell your friends and relatives about. Jersey Radio. This is an awesome topic. New Jersey 101.5. WKXW Trenton. WKXWH. New Jersey chime time is 10.09. Bruce Springsteen. I stood stone like at midnight. Suspended in my masquerade. And I combed my hair that was just right. And commanded the night brigade. 50 years ago, this album, Greetings from Asbury Park, premiered, and this song was on it. And Bruce Springsteen, as he would say in concerts, it was bye-bye New Jersey, we was airborne. And this weekend, at the Pollock Theater in Monmouth University, was a symposium discussing the album. And uh, I am lucky to have founding member of the E Street Band, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Vinny Mad Dog Lopez on. How are you, pal? Steve, what are you doing? You sound great, my friend. You know, I'm figuring by now you must be talked out about this, but you can never be talked out about this. Well, um, you know, like, it's there's two causes. You know, and the first thing, of course, is the the archive show that happened, and and it was it was very cool. Right. There were many many speakers that just uh, blew me away. There was pictures that blew me away of me in the old days. It was just so much stuff, and then all of the different musicians, the young guys from Asbury Park, they all came out and each did a song. Or, you know, maybe a group here, but not, not bands. Right. And then at the end, myself and Gary Talent and David Sanchez, and we used Pat Roddy uh-huh. as a singer, and we did two songs at the end with a full, you know, I did a full kit, and, you know, we played. Wow. And it was very, it was just fun. It was just solid fun. It was almost like the Kennedy Center Honors, you know, with all these people uh, paying tribute, and there you are, man. I, I'm so happy for you. I really am, man, because I love you. You know, you're a great friend. And, and to see this, you know, to see you get this kind of credit, and the whole band, did you ever imagine 50 years ago that it would come to this? Well, I, I no, 
<laughs> <laughs> who did? To be honest with you, who knew? Before it was born to run. You know? uh, right. <laughs> but then, then you kind of got some kind of inkling of stuff, you know. But uh, it, it, it was, uh, and then there was just so much that went on. It's hard to comprehend. You know, I go backstage and there's, there's my friend Southside Johnny standing back there. I haven't seen him since before the pandemic. He went to his last show in Clearwater, Florida. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic, they shut everything down. Wow. And John's tour was canceled, but I haven't seen him since then. Right. And, you know, so it was good. It was good. We had a good laugh, you know, and that that's all that counts. And it was a lot of good friends and camaraderie there that was going on. And it was good to play with Gary and David Sanchez. Yeah. You know, he he did a show Friday night at the, ooh, why can't I think, the Vogel, you know, at Count Basie. Right. What a nice room that is. He did a, he did a show there himself. And I, I, the drummer's name I'm not going to recall, but he was uh, in a, he was in a really famous band, which I can't recall either because mm-hmm. I'm so tired from driving all this. <laughs> oh, in Living Color, he played it with in, in Living Color. Okay, did you uh, did you get the Pedro Land yet? Did you get the South of the Border yet, or what? Oh, we we're past past that. that. Okay. <laughs> He's on his way to Florida. <laughs> you know, it's a shame too. South the border, the lights are out. You know, I mean, not not. I mean, you know, it's a south of the because the the order isn't there anymore. No more jokes. Oh God, it's uh, it's sad. The, the whole top of the sombrero is not lit up. Oh know, man, yeah, it ain't quite the same as it used to be. It's glistening. So, all right. When you think, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? When you hear greetings from Asbury Park. Uh, how young we were when we did that. And, uh, you know, because when we did it, we, we had no clue. No. We were gonna do. No clue at all. And, you know, little little tidbits about it. You know, like there's a few of them songs, more than one, that Gary and David Sanchez were not available. And me and Bruce did all the cuts. I did the drums. Right. Bruce did the bass. Bruce did the guitar. Bruce did the piano. And we did some singing. And then Clarence came in and we had another vocalist. You know, but most of that stuff is done by Bruce. A couple of songs Davey and Gary play on Lost in the Flood, for instance. Right. Davey's on there. You know, there's there songs. And uh, some other things that people don't know, really, is that on um, um, uh, Blinded by the Light, you're just playing it. That's Mike Capel singing the background harmony on Get it. out! Really? I sang it live every show a thousand times. Every show we played, I sang it live. But that was Mike Capel singing or not. How about and that? Also on Rosalita, that's Mike Capel singing. How about that? Mad Dog Drummer's Drumming, Indians in the Summer. And that's you, Mad Dog Drummer's Drumming. You are the opening line of Blinded by the Light, which goes on to become a number one hit. Anybody else would have never happened? Nope. And uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. Now, you had a great relationship. Like you were saying, a lot of that, you know, in the beginning, it was you and Bruce. And the relationship between your drums and his bass and guitar, you know, talk about how that came together. Well, it's just, I listen. And I do it today, you know. If, like, I play with, with Gary C., with, with our little band. Mm-hmm. Gary goes off and he starts doing something. I play with him because I hear it. I mean, don't do the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, in Steel Mill, 
there was a lot of lines where you just you you had to play along with each other a lot and know it, you know. So that's what we did. You're like devoid of ego. You give it to the you know. You follow the you know the guitar along, and you know you give them the support and make it happen. And I uh, I also try and play what the tune is. You know, I'm not no, I'm not a lead drummer. I'm not Neil Peart. You know, I'm just me. I never took a lesson. I just play what I feel, and the music and the words make me feel that stuff. You um, know, I talked to Paul Stanley, and he was talking about how don't replace perfection with passion. I mean, don't replace passion with perfection. Talking about the technology and your drumming reminds me it was the passion. You know, like you said, you never had a lesson, but you had the passion and the passion of your drumming comes through. What are your fondest memories of making the album? Oh, just uh, getting it done so quick. You know, I was there. I was working in a boatyard. Everybody, half the people were in Richmond, Virginia, living Gary and Davey and everybody. They weren't even around. Really? And uh, I was working in a boatyard, scraping holes and getting barnacles off. <laughs> you know, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> One day, the owner of the place comes in and he goes, "Hey, man, there's this guy in the phone, Bruce. He wants to talk to you." And I went in, and Bruce said, "Hey." You know what I did? I signed a contract with Columbia Records. We're going to make a record. Do you want to play on it? You know? Mm-hmm. And I said, when do we start? Uh, he said, this week. <laughs> we rehearsed for like a week or so. You know, and the same thing with Gary. Right. He called Gary up and said basically the same thing. You know, do you want to play on it? You know, because we played in the band. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want no band. They wanted Bruce on his guitar. They didn't really want no band, but they did half and half. You know? Right. Uh, but memories, uh, like one thing I remember, I said it uh, at the uh, symposium was like, I'm in the drum booth. Right. And there's a, there's a window. And I was limited sight. But I could see Mike Appel in the in the mixing booth. Uh-huh. And, and I could see him if, if, if he was moving his arms and flailing around. I knew he, want, I knew he wanted me to play more. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. And another memory that really, really sticks out uh-huh. is when Davey came in and did the piano work on uh, New York City Serenade. But this is, it's another session. But mm-hmm. just I, there's a picture of me watching him play the piano. His fingers were like, just, it was amazing to watch him do that. Yeah. You know, when you see that, a virtuoso like that, right. it's got to be. Yeah, it sticks with me forever. That's in my mind, you know. It's, it's really cool. Can you hang out for a break? I want to put, can you, like, do you have to go? Or can you hang out for a few more minutes? No, no, you go ahead. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm to put you on hold. I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and talk more. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Vinny Mad Dog Lopez on Greetings from Asbury Park. Here's Fast Traffic. Bruce and Mike were there. Bruce was doing the lead vocals. They needed a harmony. Mike was there. Other times, if, if, if I was there, I'd be singing. Yeah, people don't realize what a great singer you are. I heard you sing when we uh, when we roasted you, and uh, you took the lead vocals later on when you played. You got a great voice. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> Singing longer than I've been playing the dang drums. So. so now, were there any funny stories that went down that uh, you could tell us about while this was happening, while the band, while the album was being made? Um, 
was not too many funny stories. It's like that other funny story I told you. <laughs> 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 but, but, but uh, no, see, we, that album came about in about two weeks. You know, all said and done, the basic tracks are all done in one, maybe two days. Right. Not not a lot of not a lot of takes going on there. That's because you were so tight. Well, we rehearsed. Yeah. We knew what we were doing. You know, and once you get the basics done, then it's not up to me anymore. You sing and I can do that, or I can play tambourine or whatever percussion you want. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, it's up to them to get her done then. And then Bruce, and then everybody came in, and you're all there, and I'm there for every session. So even just sitting around, because mm -hmm. I want to know what's going on in that situation, because I got to play it live. Yeah, oh, you know that's a good point. The next album, The Wild, The Innocent, The E Street Shuffle, coming out a few months later. Tell us about that. Well, that that's going to be the next symposium uh, this fall at Mama's College. Right, will be. The Wild, the Innocent, the East Street Shuffle. And I'm not exactly sure when you're doing that, but that's right in the works right now as we speak. Really? Now, when you so, played that jam, when you did the Unplugged, how much fun was that? Oh, it's, it, that's all, it's always fun. I, I, if I don't have fun at my age, Steve, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I better have a little bit of fun. You're still younger than Ringo. Oh, you're still younger than Ringo. Don't worry about it. He has fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a blast. I now I got I I, I want to do this because I want to do a piece on this. Give me some of the clubs that you guys played with. Some of those Jersey Shore clubs that are no longer around, but you guys rocked. Well, we now we played at Fat City and Seaside Heights. That's a good one. You know, we did uh, like three nights, and then they brought us back, and we did three nights another time. You know. Got to stay at the Aztec, you know, me and Clarence up there. Thing, they didn't like us because we ate too much. <laughs> but, uh, but, but that place, if the tide came in, you know, the stuff started to buzz. Uh -huh. <laughs> Be careful. In that Satellite Lounge, another one. But we would go on tour uh, with the first album. And then when we came back home, we'd go set up at Student Prince in Asbury Park and play. Wow, another great spot. Okay. Now, uh -huh. there was no Stone Pony. We didn't play at Mrs. J's. No. You know? And our whole, our whole thing was to get out of Asbury Park. Yeah. Sure. Because we weren't doing anything. We did original music. Yeah. The club at the Jersey Shore that wanted to hear us. That's a great point. Yeah, We went to where there was people that wanted to hear that stuff. Like, when the album came out, where were they selling it? Oh, Vancouver. Oh, in Chicago. Oh, well, there we go. You know where we are? We mm. are not in Asbury Park. No. There's Bye Bye New Jersey. Detroit. You are you know, airborne. And, and we did it. And we got, we actually did it. And then, you know, later on, of course, Bruce started playing uh, jamming with, uh, I forget the name of the band, but anyway, started jamming in, in the Pony. Mm -hmm. But the band never played in the Pony. No. No, it's a great. You know, maybe, the, I think they did, uh, and this is only a recollection, but I think they did a fundraiser there one time. 
Okay. The actual E Street band went in and played. It was not a public thing. Oh, okay, Vinny. You know. It's been great. I got to hit the news, man. I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. You know, I love you. I want to get you back in here. When you get back to Jersey, come in and hang out. I will. One quick thing. Light a day. Absolutely. All right. All right, pal. Light a day, Vinny Mad Dog Lopez. 1-800-283-101.5-1031. Now the latest New Jersey. Police, 1-800-283-101.5. My producer, Ryan Bissell, in here. How cool is that? Vinny Mad Dog Lopez. That's pretty cool. Right? I... Rock and Roll Hall of Fame drummer. Yeah, I've grown up listening to his music. He who played on Greetings from Asbury Park. The Wild, the Innocent, the Street Shuffle. You can talk to him. He's one of those guys, when you get into a conversation, you can't talk all night because he's got stories. I uh, bet all those guys do. Yeah. You know, and it was like when I heard, like we talked about it last week, uh, you know, when the uh, on the release date and we got Jan Arcillo on who wrote the post and I wanted to get Vinny on. But Vinny uh, calls me today. I got your text. Oh, (laughs) really? (laughs) Sure. You got anything left to say? He spent all day Saturday talking about it. Uh, But he's a great. He really does. He has the biggest heart you'll ever see. Uh, So. Where do we go? Where can we possibly go from Vinny Mad Dog Lopez? I've got there we go. You. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Oh boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? I was thinking that myself. All right, all right, Steve, as you know, there's a lot of issues facing New Jersey right now, one of the biggest being TikTok. So, Governor Murphy, uh, earlier this uh, earlier today, announced that the cybersecurity di- uh, there will be a cybersecurity directive banning TikTok and other um, Chinese-owned company things. No from, more TikTok on New no Jersey phones? No more TikTok on New Jersey phones and devices. If you're in the government. If you're working for the government. So, I, which... He's making a big deal about it, it seems. Yeah. But let's let's break down how many that would actually be. How so, many would that actually be? So it's not your own phone, and you work for the government, and they, you know, oh, you can't have that on there. It's if they give you the device. So it's a government-provided device. So, so if you don't use, you, if you have the government-provided device, you can't use TikTok. Yeah, but you can use your own phone. So what's the difference? Mm. All right, well, he meant well. Yeah, tell them people what to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, how got, do you feel about TikTok? Do you use it a lot? I don't use TikTok that often, but, you know, I, I don't know, I, I guess I understand that, like, you know, it's a, it's owned by a Chinese company and they take your information and stuff, but, like, I don't know, it's, like, well, they Jersey? only take whatever information you're putting on there, right? <laughs> yeah, and so, like, if, if you work for the New Jersey government, I would assume that if we've, you know, if, if the people we voted have decided that you're trustworthy enough to work for the government, you'd be trustworthy enough not to have TikTok on your phone. That works for me. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Um, another NJ man is suing Duncan for a scalding hot cup of coffee. So this is not the first time this has happened, uh, actually, in New Jersey, in recent history. Right. Um, this one is uh, an article from uh, Rick Rickman. Uh, love that name. Mm-hmm. That thing. is the greatest name for yeah. a news guy in radio. Absolutely. Same first, last name. Yeah. Uh, so this man's in Morris County. He sp- uh, there was a loose lid on his cup, and it spilled on his lap. And this happened to him in sept- on September 19th in 2021. Mm-hmm. How and, much is he asking for? Uh, how much is he asking for? 
Um, it doesn't say how much he's asking for because the case is still in progress. Right. But um, there were a few other people that this happened to. Um, there was another man that in, uh, who, ha- who had third-degree burns from his cup of coffee in, on April 4th, 2022. Mm-hmm. A week later, a man in Lindhurst also got burned from a hot cup you of know, coffee. You have to... Now, I don't know. Like, you have, It's hard enough to find people, mm-hmm. but you have to find people who are smart enough to put the lid on properly. Because I've gotten lids from Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. when they've just not been on right, and I had to fix it. And I know, like, you know, not everybody's thinking about it or whatever, or it's a surprise when you grab it. It's a hot cup of coffee. Yeah. You know, unlike when you make coffee at home, and my house is damn near impossible to make a hot cup of coffee because my coffee makers only go so far. Mm-hmm. So you have to get the hot cup of coffee, stick it in the microwave so it'll be even hotter. <laughs> I swear to God, with me, I only started using, I have a Yeti, and I have like another cup that a radio station gave me that keeps things hot. Mm-hmm. But I prefer the ceramic. The, you know, It just tastes better. Absolutely. But if I use the ceramic, I swear to God, you drink it, and you think, my father would take a cup of coffee and down it. I say, how do you do that? Because I want it hot. With me, you nurse the coffee. You have the yeah. coffee while you're doing everything else, and after 30 seconds, the coffee's ice cold. Yeah. So I keep nuking it and nuking it. But I look at it, I'm drinking radioactive waste. My <laughs> insides are going to light up. So I started you, you know, putting it in the eddy, like I do yeah. here. And it keeps it warmer. But the idea, though, is that when you get it from Dunkin', yeah. it's hot. So you have to train your people. I know what you can do. Or the other side, you know, and I'm not saying anyone would do this, but what if they just take it off and spill it? Or just, you know, yeah. they, what if it's human error? What if they get the cup and drop it? Well, I remember, do you, uh, there's well, no way I of knowing that. I don't know if I remember this specifically, but you probably do. There was that one woman McDonald's in the early in the 2000s, 80s, right? 80s yeah, yeah, with the, the woman. Well, that's what started it all. Yeah. You know, but I mean, they're legitimate cases, but then what do you do? Do you give them a hot cup? Do you not give a hot cup of coffee anymore? That's uh, you have to, and there's warnings on the outside too. I I don't know. I mean, I've always I get iced coffees, so I, I I tend to avoid that. I I'd be very surprised if I burn myself on a nice. I coffee. own two coffee houses in my life. Yeah, one in the Seattle City called Coffee Dot Comedy, one in the Ocean Grove called The Daily Grind. Mm-hmm. It's better if you're trying to stay awake to get the cold. Really? Oh yeah, than the hot. It's better if you like if you you're drinking the coffee because you're driving on the road and you want to stay awake. Ice coffee. Because the warm, the hot coffee will just, you know, it, it puts you to sleep. When you're, think about this, right? Yeah. If I give you something cold, if I throw cold water in your face, you're going to wake up. So if I give you cold coffee to go down your throat, it's going to give you a chill. That's some, that, that's the good logic. I normally get a hot coffee on my way in, but I'll say now this. Now you know better. Yeah, I'll say okay. this. Those, those, these four gentlemen who, who had uh, coffee spilled on their laps, I can right. assure you, they were far more awake than any iced coffee could have ever made them. <laughs> they are, they're definitely awake now. Working tonight? 101.5. All right, Steve Trevelis. Yeah, a lot going on tonight. Senator John Bramnick opens the show. Vinny Mad Dog Lopez, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Ryan Bissell, my producer, will close the show Last with a little headlines and trev lines. Uh, what else have we got going on, my friend? All right. 
firefighters describe struggling through butter three inches thick on steps as they battled a blaze at a factory in Wisconsin. They battered a butter. They battled a butter blaze. They battled a butter blaze. So a fire broke out at a Wisconsin dairy plant on Monday night, sending a river of melted butter flowing across the factory floor and into the nearby storm drains. People showed it, up with lobster. For, <laughs> people from all around came with lobster, lobster and garlic, uh, and, just, and, and bagels. <laughs> and wow, if I would have bagel me next door, I would have had a special going on. Come on, go, go, go. Yeah, that was the main thing, keeping the firefighters from getting in. No, uh, really, slipping in a slide and beeping in. <laughs> so it clogged a historic water artery on top of all this. The historic, the, how is a water artery historic? I, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things. I'll never forget this historic water artery. Hold on. I just got to, I got to say one thing. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to do this again. Hold on. Hold on. What the hell are you doing here? What the hell are you doing here? You from Ambor. We're about to leave. I know. Trev, real quick. I'm, I'm being very selfish tonight. You are. I noticed that. What's up? It's my birthday, brother. Oh, happy birthday, you. Happy birthday. I know, but guess, guess what, man? What? I am 70 years old, dude. Oh, man, if I would have known, I'd have got Raymond the call. Raymond, if you're listening, if you can call in in the next minute, I'll have you sing happy birthday to you. But not only that, out of out of those 70 years, right? calling you for 20 of those years, man. Wow. Wow, that's pretty good because I'm only 30. <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of this conversation, at least. Dude, I'm on it. I am so happy you called. Happy birthday. Did you get everything you want? I got everything. Oh, my God. My kids were so good to me today. My uh-huh. wife, she cooked salmon. You know, because you have to eat salmon as you get older, you know, for the, whatever the hell it is. I, I like Did you ever try the blackened salmon? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It's a, I can't get it anymore. I used to be able to buy it frozen, and now uh, they don't sell it anywhere. It, it, was, it got expensive. It got a, a very expensive. But now they just sell this spice that you put on, the blackened salmon. And that makes and it that, cool. that does the trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but hold on, Steve. Everything's expensive because, I mean, look, look, look who's running the country, dude. Yeah, I know. And no one's noticed. Hey, <laughs> happy birthday. We'll talk, we'll talk on Wednesday. Dude. We will talk, my friend. You got it. Nothing but the best for you. That's you from Ambler, as in nothing but the best for you. All right, right, we got got time for, like, one more story. What do we got? One more good story. Steve, this is one that uh, closed out the uh, the Dominsky and Doyle show earlier. On TikTok, a uh, a counselor specializing in in marriage and family therapy has gone viral uh, for giving his relationship advice about uh, what cereal you eat and what that means for who you are in a relationship. Really? Yes. So um, <laughs> what cereal do you like to eat usually in the morning? What's your go-to? I usually don't eat cereal in the morning. But if I did, I like, uh, let me see, I like, I'll tell you, you ever have Crave? Crave. Crave is pretty good. That one's really good. That's really good. That's that, not that, even that's cereal. Not, yeah, that shouldn't even be cereal. <laughs> that, should be like, that should be like illegal. That's dangerous. Uh, they, that's so expensive. You know what? <laughs> I, I started doing this like when I saw I saw it on Seinfeld mm-hmm. where people, do you ever combine cereals? I don't. Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of really. that. Oh, try it. Which ones? Uh, Crave is a good, you combine Crave, mm-hmm. uh, maybe with, uh, like Count Chocula, or you take, you take some different, like, types of cereal. Cinnamon toast and Crave would be really good. Yeah. Crave uh, with a blueberry. 
Crave uh, with blueberry, chocolate yeah, blueberries. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, or the, the cookie crisp is pretty, it's just a bowl of cookies. Though. Yeah. But the, uh, but what, are, so what are they saying? All right. So, um, we'll go, we'll, we'll just go down the list here. Tricks. He claims those who like this childhood favorite are chaotic and have no idea what they want in a relationship. Wait uh, a minute. Wait a minute. They are chaotic and have no idea what they want because they eat tricks? Because they eat tricks. That, that is the reason. Uh, you're a lot to handle and very unpredictable, which makes for an exciting time, but you flame out pretty fast. You're a silly rabbit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're a silly rabbit. Yeah. Okay, what um, else? So we got Cinnamon Toast Crunch. If this was your go-to cereal as a kid, then you have a refined taste, and it, sh- it shows based on who you're attracted to. I don't think it's been around long enough for most of us to be kids. It's pretty new, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, ain't it? Yeah. And then uh, the one that's uh, the real comfortable one, the the good one, I guess, if you will, is the Honey Nut Cheerios, which makes you emotionally mature and grounded. Really? Yes. That stupid little bee makes me emotional. I've never been a fan of the Honey Nut Cheerios. He makes me want to be more responsible. (laughs) (laughs) He provides a target. All right. Until tomorrow, when we do this again, great job by you, of course. Remember one thing. This has been the Steve Travely Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.